This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I break down our mock draft 2.0. Yes, we are back with another mock draft. Because of trades and because of free agency, we thought, hey, why not come back, reevaluate, move guys up, move guys down, decide what we're going to do and talk to you about it. And then we talk about Major League Baseball. We talk about opening day. What are some things we've liked to see? What are some things that we didn't like seeing? And finally, is the MLB pitch clock really, really worth it? And then finally, we finish up by talking about the final four. Who is our pick to win it all? All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. That's Josh. And we are here. We are having fun. I mean, it's it's really, it's nice weather here. It's like 65. It's really nice weather right now. I don't know what it's like over there in, in good old we Ohio. Got, but. We got nice temps, about 58, but there cloudy and rain. So, But there is, there is something that made it a little happier for you. So if you were paying attention to our story and Josh's story on his, on his uh, Instagram page, <laughs> Josh had a, an experience, we will say. And uh, Josh, my only question, um, did bust with the boys did Hey, by the way, fellas, if you're listening, please come on the podcast, but did this develop into a relationship that could build onto something, Josh, or was this mm-hmm. just merely you fanboying and wanting to be a picture with the guys? Just, just, man, curious. I would, I wish it could have, but I'll, I'll break down uh, the whole experience. Uh, so yeah, busting with the boys was doing their spring tour and one of their stops was Ohio state. So they will be, uh, dropping interviews, I believe they chatted with Brian Hartline, Ryan Day, Paris Johnson. I don't know if they had any current players, but uh, Paris was there uh, too at the live show. Oh, that's that cool. they yeah, did. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I had gotten tickets for uh, the meet and greet VIP beforehand. Um, I don't know if it was just that I walked in like five to ten minutes late, or um, if they gave me like the wrong brace, or whatever. But I was heading in, and they're like, nobody's allowed up to like seven 30. So I was just like, okay, well they scanned my VIP. They put me the bracelet on. So they know I'm special. Maybe they just pushed the meet and greet back to seven 30. I go in with everybody at seven 30. Uh, and then I realize the meet and greet already happened. So I go up to the guy that's run the merch table and I'm like, did I miss the meet and greet? And he told me, and I was just like, man, that sucks. I told him like the situation and stuff. And I ended up getting a free for the boys hat out of it. And Taylor took credit to Taylor and will, uh, for hanging out at the N2 and like taking pictures and chatting with everybody afterwards that uh, didn't uh, pay the extra money for the pass. So like I made more than my money back that I paid for the VIP by getting yeah. the hat. I ended up getting the chat. Not as long as I would have if I would have been at the meet and greet, but I got like two minutes in with each of them, the picture, uh, chatted with Paris for a little bit, picture with him as well. So it did not lead to any kind of networking or future podcast episodes, but Yet. it was still Yet. a heck of a time. Sure. Yet, but it was still a heck of a time. Nonetheless, man, those dudes are awesome. Yeah. You they, know, are, they are the boys. It was fun to see Taylor uh, Lewin just, just coming on to high state campus, having to sit there, just breathe in the Ohio state air and just Dude, he enjoyed, like he's been putting on social media and stuff, how impressed he's been with Columbus. Columbus was actually the only live show they've done so far out of uh they've been to Texas and South Carolina yeah. that sold out. So that was a surprise to both of them. He's a big fan of the city, but when he was going through Ohio State's campus, man, he was uh, he was showing all the dates of like the Big Ten championships. And he's like, it's been a little while since they've gotten one. And then he pointed out, too, that they have all the logos of all the Big Ten teams. But for Michigan, yeah, it's that. just yeah. Teton. And he's like, they're scared of us, boys. Jeez. jeez. Yeah. Does, Will does really he, leaned he, into. Does uh, he all, the, 
Will really leaned into the OHIO and he, like he probably 50 times throughout the night uh, whenever he was trying to like lead a diss on to Taylor, but then Taylor was like roasting him back. He would just yell OH and Doesn't, that was like his fight for his life kind of thing. Did Taylor ever beat Ohio State? Uh, he I beat them one. I think he said he beat them one time, but I don't remember. I what bet that was a fickle year. I think I think it was the fickle. I think it was the fickle year. Okay, he was drafted. Count. He was drafted 2014, so it would have been his yeah. sophomore year. Yeah, uh, so when Michigan was playing Luke Fickle and he freshman a, Braxton Miller. He can't say much when you're you're three. You're one and three against a uh, State. Just saying, or one and two. He did only get one win. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm one. just saying. <laughs> um, no, but that that was a really cool experience. I actually didn't know this, so all of you found out at the same time. I was like, what? Um, no, but it was great, uh, to see you and, and hopefully one day busting with the boys, you know, if you want to come over to Europe, I'm just saying Josh can hop on the plane with you and we can just have like a little, like on Budapest on the Danube, have a little riverboat kind of like, you know, podcast episode. I'm just saying, man, you remember when I was doing the posts and photos of will to get him on until he came on, dude. And I could never get like past 20. Cause I'd always uh, forget at some point. Forget. Yeah, yeah. There's social media guys on like day 289 with rich Eisen right now until he comes on. So they all, but as you said, though, they, have a guy. they have a guy, they have a social media no, they have a guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> they they do guy. have a guy for that. Yeah. So he's no. earning his paycheck. Yeah, but it is, it is a, it's really cool to see, uh, uh, what that was. And, and obviously it's been a crazy week in general of sports, but before we get into the sport talk, we do, uh, Josh and I both want to give our thoughts and prayers to the families of, uh, the shooting that happened in Nashville. Um, a very tough thing, especially as a teacher myself, it is always, it's always tough to see. And it's close to my heart, uh, what happened back in my hometown, but we do put our prayers and, and everything towards them. Uh, again, if you're down in that area, see what you can do to help out. Uh, just just be there for people. Um, it is a tough, tough time. But moving on to some sports, Josh, it is um, it's been a lot of pro days have happened. A lot of pro days have happened. We've had seen some quarterbacks do some things. We've seen your man Richardson decide just to throw a ball against the ceiling thing. That's impressive. But if you actually look at the ceiling of the Florida campus, it's literally not that high. So I think anyone probably could hit it. And Pat McAfee said like, yeah, every punter's hitting that, right? Like, yeah. so I'm just saying, it's not that impressive. Just saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it blew up as much as it did or like was turned into. Cause they love his, they love his athleticism, man. Yeah. They like they, they, free, they're they got to They got to really lean into that. Cause you can't lean into any of his football abilities that the quarterbacking skills just ain't there. But if we're looking for yeah. biggest freak athlete, uh, there's not really too many yeah. more guys other than Anthony that uh, you're going to find. Would, would you say though, like, so before we get into the actual mock draft, now if we look at the four quarterbacks, right? Will Levis, Stroud, uh, Young, and and uh, Richardson. To me, I think Levis did not impress as much as I think everyone wanted him to. At least that's my opinion after watching. Like I, I think physique wise, he impressed. I think just but He's been I, in the gym, yeah. But I think throwing wise, like I, I don't know. I've 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 been watching a lot, hearing a lot of people. They they don't seem as highly as they were maybe three weeks ago or four weeks ago. Um, what's your thoughts on, on Will Levis more than the other three? Just looking even at past drafts, like you you heard hype for Justin Fields at his pro day. Zach Wilson impressed at his pro day. Um, even this year, CJ Stroud impressive. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young, we know that the size wasn't really there, but you didn't hear anything negative about that. Yeah. And Richardson, I mean, flashed the athleticism and 
threw a ball that hit a ceiling. So I guess impressive. And I haven't really heard a lot of buzz about Will Levis, you know? So yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if that means that he did things to, I guess, kill his draft stock, but you didn't hear anything that would, I guess, make you suggest maybe Will Levis will be the first quarterback off the board or the second or the third. Yeah. I mean, he also puts mayo in coffee. So, I mean, the man just deserves to not be drafted in the first automatic undraftable. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, it is crazy though to me to think about those four quarterbacks. I think, to be honest, I think Stroud hit Stroud right now has, I think, put himself a little bit above, I think, where you not saying Young's not that Stroud's better than Young. I'm just thinking of what he did in his pro day and the fact that he did this all on his own. I think we talked about this last time to me, put him above the other four, three quarterbacks. Just the fact that he did this on his own, he orchestrated everything. And even like you look at Richardson, like, yeah, he made some cool throws, but then you look at the tape and it's like, well, that same throw you can't make in a game. So the difference between Stroud and Richardson or Stroud or Young and Richardson is the fact that those two guys have proven they can make those throws and not throw it 50 yards beyond the guy. You want to see if the tape lines up with what you uh, see on the, or excuse me, you want to see if the workouts line up with what you see on the film. Yeah, I think we got that out of CJ. Think we got that out of Bryce, but definitely not out of Anthony. Like, there's a reason he looks much better in a setting where there's no defense. They're basically just exactly. performing in their underwear, and you can just flex like all of those yeah. uh, athletic abilities. I mean, he does a backflip, man. It's a it's top two pick, obviously. Does a backflip, obviously. Top two pick, you no, know, obviously. No other quarterbacks can say that on their resumes. But Josh, we have so many things. Obviously, there's been trades and things have been having free agent signings. The Browns have somewhat help themselves, but then they, then they go ahead and trade away there. If you guys didn't know, Brown's got another wide receiver. Basically the Browns have like six picks and they're all within like the late third round, all to like the seventh round. So they're in win now mode. Yeah. We're in win now mode. So um, I'm interested to see Josh, what are some of these changes? I, again, we want to preface, we will not go through our whole mock draft again. You'll see that on our social media. You'll be able to go through it. And if you have opinions, please let us know in like a DM us or comment. Like we would love to hear your thoughts and stuff, but we will go through some of our changes and maybe some players that we've moved up in the board because we think they're just going to have a better ceiling because maybe their workout or maybe the team needs. So Josh, do you want to start? What, what, let's just go with our top five, like top five, because I think we can go through our top five and say like why this person stayed and why not. And then from there, we'll just kind of pick and choose what, what we've changed. Yeah. So uh, now we know who made the trade for the first pick. We had a feeling that the bears are going to do that. Uh, it's the Panthers and at least these first uh, five picks that I got here, I still have CJ Stroud going first. I feel like no matter who's trading up to that first yeah. pick, it's going to yeah, be yeah. him followed by Bryce Young to the Texans. I got that pick locked in. Will Anderson is still going to the Cardinals at third. They don't need a quarterback. So take the best player available right here, which I mean, Will Anderson's a dog. Uh, yeah. The Colts are over here at four. They were the team that I thought would trade up and they did not. Uh, they have a history of getting, I guess, like these bigger, uh, like pro style quarterbacks. And I feel like this is like the first real change, I guess, in terms of like players. Yeah. Um, so I got Will Levis actually now, instead of falling nine to Carolina, uh, I got him going here for the Colts. I think that they're finally going to pull the trigger on a quarterback. And it, in this case, I think it might be reaching for Will Levis here. And then five, I think I had Jalen Carter here the last time uh, we did this, but just with, uh, I guess, the not that I thought that the 
uh, whole uh, traffic or I guess reckless driving thing should have knocked his stock. But that paired with the, I guess, unimpressive pro day, uh, mm-hmm. I have him slipping uh, a couple, a couple spots, not too far, but it's going to mean, I think now that the Seahawks might lean towards drafting Tyree Wilson right here at the edge at pick five. So couple yeah. changes right there. My top three players off the board are the same, uh, but yeah, four and five are different here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. The thing is like, I, I think, and I, I had Stroud obviously going one as well previously the Colts. Cause I think that just would have been, uh, I think amazing, amazing match. But I think, you know, we, the Panthers have come out and said, well, we haven't really decided yet, but come on. Like, have you seen your head coach? When has he drafted a quarterback that's under six foot two and is not a, a pocket passer? Right. Like, right. He's that's, that's what he does. And, um, I just think that CJ Stroud in Carolina with some of those weapons they have now, I think that that is just a match made in heaven for CJ Stroud. And I think you, you put him in that offense and in that division, that's really up in the air, right? Like that division, there is no one that's really got that division right now. And you put him in there. I, I think there's a good chance, man. They can at least compete for that second place spot. Obviously, uh, cars in, in New Orleans now, but uh, again, yeah. I think I, I love that spot for CJ Stroud. I think he he has all the tools. I think we both agree he has all the tools to be a Hall of Famer one day. It's just will he meet reach that goal and reach where he needs to be? I think that's the biggest thing we got to figure out with CJ. And will he run the ball? Will he be willing yeah. to scramble and get out of the pocket? Um, two for me is Bryce Young. I think the Texans. He just kind of fits the Texans mold, right? Like just a guy that is like, uh, you know, he's a runner. I think he's more of a runner than he is. I mean, not saying that he can't pass. I mean, he's a great throw. He's a great passer in the pocket. You know, he can do what he can. But at 5'10", I just think that he reminds me of maybe more of a, you know, Russell Wilson at Seattle or one of these guys that's just going to have to kind of prove himself to the league and kind of say like, hey, I am the guy. Um but again, I think he he's the best overall, I think, talent wise, when you put all the running, the running piece and the passing piece, everything together, I think he is the most overall talented quarterback. Um, again, I just think that's a smart move there. I have the Colts uh, trading up here. Um, originally, I had Carolina trading up. Excuse, excuse me. No, I still have Carolina trading up. Sorry. It's the same for me. I have them taking Richardson here. Um, I think Colts Carolina are trading up to three to get in. No, no. Sorry, Carolina's trading up. So my top three are the Wait. same. Carolina has the f- first pick and they're trading up for the third pick. Sorry, 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 Colts. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm I've okay. wrote it down wrong. Sorry. I have Indiana right. Indianapolis. This is on Colts my own. Colts are moving shoot. up yes. one spot here. Colts okay. are moving up one spot. The the Arizona is going to move down one. Uh, I have the Colts taking Anthony Richardson, mainly because I just think they they're trying to find that spark. Uh, again, I agree with you on Will and Levis. You actually about changed my mind as you're talking about it. I was like, dang it, this is a good point. Um, but I just, Will Levis just seems to just, I just can't trust him, man. Like I watched the film and it's just. Well, I can't hard. either, but can you trust Anthony? But there's more upside. And I think if you're the Colts long term, yeah. which guy do you go with? Um, now, I don't know who their court, do they have a veteran quarterback right now in the room or not? Um. Or do they not? Are they just Gosh, Sam Elliger? Dude. Is it just Sam Elliger? And I don't know who they have. I don't think they have a veteran because they released Matt Ryan. So there's no Matt. I was just trying to think like who even played quarterback for him last year it was Matt Ryan, but there's no Matt Ryan anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't know what they'll do here. Yeah. Um, I mean, the quarterback situation is like really up in yeah. the air right now. 
So I, again, like I get your pick a hundred percent. Like, honestly, if I'm like where I'm at with you, like that makes a hundred percent. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, to me, it just makes sense, uh, for a guy with that upside again, not agreeing with it again. We want to point out Josh and I don't agree that Anthony Richardson. Yeah, this isn't what we would do. This is what we think will happen. And I just think that it's too tempting. If you're, uh, if you're the Colts, you didn't get Stroud and young's not going to be there. You might as well just go up and, and risk it for the biscuit and, and get a guy that you can maybe build around. By so. the way, the Colts' current quarterback room right now is Nick Foles, Garden, Gardner Minshew, and Sam Ellinger. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a couple of veteran guys there that can go for a year, maybe like, you know, swap on and off. And then once he's ready to go in. Um, but they're uh, at four. I have, uh, I have Arizona the Cardinals here now. Yeah, I have Arizona staying there at four. Um, I think they take Will Anderson. They, they'd be stupid. Like they literally would be stupid to just at this point. This. Yeah. Yeah. So I have Arizona taking Will Anderson. Um, again, you lost, you lost uh, JJ Watt. You need to fill in that kind of the edge rusher, kind of that guy that can get to the quarterback. And I think Will Anderson is the best in the class. And then at five, I did not know where to go. I'll be honest you with Seattle because I could see them for some reason taking a quarterback because it's Seattle and they don't make sense half the time. Um, and you, would you be willing to tick off Geno Smith, right? Like, do you willing to do that? Yeah. Um, I don't like Jalen Carter here. Um, I, I just, I, his, his workout, he's overweight. And I'm just like, this guy is not in the right mindset, at least from my eyes. Again, I might be completely wrong. Um, so I was trying to think, what, what do we do? Does Tyree Wilson go here? Does Lucas Van Ness go here? Does, uh, you know, do they surprise and go a different position? Um, and for me, I, you know, I was very high on uh, Lucas Van Ness. Uh, I had him going to Arizona in my first, mm. for my first playthrough. And I, I'm going to have to go with Lucas Van Ness. I, I just, I think, again, he's not a blow away kind of guy. Um, but again, he played in the Big Ten, which again, I give the edge over Tyree Wilson, who, he played in the big 12. Um, I just think Lucas Van Ness, his, he's very interesting to me because he, I think he can play probably a little bit inside if he needs to, uh, and outside as well. Um, so again, he's a younger guy, but I'm going to go Lucas Van Ness at five. Um, so yeah, that's my top five, Josh. I'm just throwing in, I'm just throwing everything out the wazoo at this point. All right. Well, what do you got? Uh, a couple other things changed in my top 10 as well. So uh, the Lions are at pick six. And instead of going with Christian Gonzalez here, I think they've uh, made some additions to the secondary this offseason, getting guys like uh, Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. So right here, I think this is where J- Jalen Carter might go, uh, boost the defensive line and add a, a piece next to Aiden Hutchinson is what I'm kind of thinking here. Like Jalen Carter, uh, the you would have liked to have seen him maybe be a little bit more in shape for that pro day workout, but that's also something that I guess I've heard people pick up for on film. Like the guy gets tired. Like he's really good in flash situations, yeah. but he's definitely Even, not in every down defensive well, tackle. Look at the highest state game. I mean, how often did he play? I mean, he was not in there a lot. He yeah. was just because the high seed just picked up the pace and then he couldn't keep up. He, so I, I think you'd like to count on him to play a little bit more snaps. But I think uh, at least at six right here, I've seen him fall to like 20 in some mock drafts. I don't ridiculous. like that. That's ridiculous. Like the, at the end of the day, the talent uh, is, is too strong. So I think Jalen Carter here to the Lions. I still have Anthony Richardson going to the Raiders. I just I still think that like 
screwing up draft picks and reaching is just exactly what the Raiders do. And if Anthony Richardson's still here, they won't be able to resist, uh, regardless of what the quarterback plan is right now with uh, Jimmy G. Plus, since you do have Jimmy there, you can really, I guess, afford to take Richardson here if you're the Raiders and really, like, I guess, embrace the project yeah. uh, mentality with him. So that in maybe three years, he's finally ready yeah. to play. He can play. Um, after that, I got the Falcons here, and I don't really know which edge to go. Uh, Lucas Van Ness could be a really solid pick, but I also think Nolan Smith's uh, combine and pro day also just screams uh, like really yeah. loud right now here. Um, and I maybe Nolan Smith didn't have the greatest stats in college, but uh, we also not that this has anything to do with like who they yeah. might pick here, but they took Drake London last year. Uh, they, the measurables and uh, like yeah. the athletic type of player here when guys like Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave were on the board. So maybe they take the same approach here at edge and go with a guy like Nolan Smith, who like is a athletic freak yeah. over here at eight. Uh, the bears are at nine now. And yes. uh, I got them yep. going with Harris Johnson jr. Right here, who Which in my opinion stupid. is the best, yeah. the best tackle in the game right here. How uh, big was nine. he by the way? How big was he? How big was he? I mean, you stood next to him. Like, did you, did you feel like, okay, this guy's bigger than I thought he was like after like watching. I mean, he looked like a typical left tackle. Like I I know a joke's going around, like a moment of silence for Taylor Luan because he's lost 40 pounds and people are saying he's not going to play anymore. But uh, this is the picture right here of me next to Paris. I mean, definitely looks like, yeah. Yeah, like he looks like a, like a left tackle. So I think he's the best tackle in this draft, and I think the Bears would be foolish to pass him here at nine and take anything other than help to protect Justin Fields. Rounding out my top 10 here, uh, the Eagles, this is where I got Christian Gonzalez going. Uh, help the secondary out a little bit uh, right here. Uh, maybe they go with uh, like a safety here to replace Gardner Johnson, um, but I think that uh, getting some secondary help right here uh, would be nice for them. You know, I'm I'm just making my notes here because I'm trying to I'm seeing what you're doing. And it makes me makes me realize. Are I you making some through. adjustments? Well, I made a slight adjustment, but other than that, okay. it's, it's everything. I mean, this is this is what I did when we were doing brackets with Joe. Yes, but see, <laughs> the difference is difference is the, the difference is is mock drafts I can change. We had agreement that we don't change brackets. Josh, which by the way, I love how we skipped over the fact that both of our brackets are just terrible. I love how we just, we just glanced over that fact that it's just terrible at this point. I think mine's like 48%, by the way, that's besides the point. Mm. It's, it's very bad. Um, but All no, right. in my top Starting 10, to pick six, six, yes. Pick six, the lions. Originally I had Gonzalez and, um, I think I just realized after I did that, I'm like, yeah, it's just not, they're not going to do I that. thought it was kind of um, high, but it fit the need too good at the time. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jalen Carter as well. I think if he's at six, I don't care how his work ethic is like the talent is there. You just have to dig in and get it out. And I think Jalen Carter, when he's at his best, he is the most dominant interior lineman in in the class and one of the best players in the class uh, in general. Um, and I think you put him with Hutchinson on the outside, dude, imagine them on the same side of the ball. Who are you going to, who are you going to block? Who do you decide to block? Do you double team? You can't double team one because you leave the other one one on one. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, but that'd be a very deadly combo uh, with the Raiders here. I didn't know where to go. I, they need edge help bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you have Garoppolo. Why not get a quarterback that can kind of be that guy? And I think Levis needs a little more polishing. You know, he has all the tools. He needs that polishing. And I think Will Levis here just makes sense. He seems like a Las Vegas guy too. Like he just like he just seems like that guy is just weird. He's kind of off the top and it just he kind of fits that Las Vegas kind of thing. So I think Will Levis there um just just makes sense. 
And I have with the Falcons. Uh, I agree with you. They're going to go edge, but I don't have Tyree Wilson uh, coming off the board yet. And I think this is where he'll come off the board. He doesn't slip past the top 10. If it's not here, it wasn't going to happen. And then, of course, with the Bears, it's, it's still Paris Johnson. Like, again, y'all out there, you don't realize this man is 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 a talent that is he's young, by the way. He's only like 21. He's got so many years left in front of him. Paris Johnson to help uh, uh, Justin Fields. That'd be huge for the Bears. And then I'm going to go with, uh, I believe I did this in the first time. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Joey Porter Jr. to the Eagles. I, I like him. Even with Christian Gonzalez there, I just like Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. The whole the whole Pennsylvania story, kind of that whole like that guy that lives in Pennsylvania is from Pennsylvania. Uh, and he's just a freak. Like if you just look at him, he's just a freak. So I'm going to go Joey Porter Jr. there uh, for finishing out my top 10. All right. So uh, picks 11 to 15 are unchanged for me. So I'll just go over them again to remind yeah. people. Peter Skoronsky, uh, OT from Northwestern, going to the Titans. Quentin Johnston, first wide receiver coming off the board, going to the Texans at 12. Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia, going to the Jets. Jackson Smith and Jigba, going to the Patriots right here. And Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, going to pick 15 to the Packers. Yes, my uh, 11 through 15 have also not changed. Uh, I had Peter, jeez, uh, can I say Skoronsky? I think that's how you say it. I don't even know. Um, he's going to be the old Taylor Lewin uh, replacement. Um, he's going to be there at tackle. Uh, again, he's another guy that I think both him and Paris could go in the top 10. Like, if you really thought about it, they both could go in the top 10. That's how good they are. Um, I have Smith and Jigba going to the Texans here. You put him with uh, Bryce Young. That that is that's a scary little combo right there. If you can get a, an outside receiver that's dominant in the Texans way, I mean that's that's a really good combination. Um, I have uh, uh, I forget his first name. I think you said is is it Broderick Jones? No, Broderick Jones. Yeah, Broderick Jones. Yep, Broderick Jones to the Jets. They need help up front. They need they just. Uh, Whoever the quarterback is, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers still has not been traded as we're recording this, so we have no idea what's Everybody's going on. Everybody's acting like it's a sure thing. The Packers, I, I think, just are don't just think like, so. please give us what we deserve for him. And the exactly. Jets are like, yeah, he wants to play for us, man. We're just giving you a sixth. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be crazy. Uh, and I have Jordan Addison going to the Patriots. Again, just one of those guys that just fits that Patriots board. Um, and then uh, for Green Bay, I have uh, Quinn Johnston. Uh, again, staying uh, with that wide receiver. I just think it would be a funny meme that when Aaron Rodgers leaves, that's when they draft a first round wide receiver. I just think it'd be hilarious and go totally yeah. with what we need. I, I just think it'd be really funny. Right. Um, a couple changes here in my 16 to 20. So this is a uh, 16. Uh, Washington's on the clock and I got them going with Joey Porter Jr. Right here. I've been seeing a, uh, I guess more uh, people talking about a need for secondary help. I think I had them going O-line right here because I was unsure, but with secondary help and Joey Porter still on the, on the board here for me, I think that's a solid fit Steelers. I still got taken Darnell right, right here. Tackle from Tennessee. I believe uh, you got to get some uh, protection for Kenny Pickett, your franchise quarterback, uh, the lions at pick 18 here. I think this is where they hit uh, maybe some secondary help in uh, instead of getting Christian Gonzalez at six to go ahead and get Will Weatherspoon. Uh, the corner from Illinois yeah. right here. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah, still going to the Bucks right here, filling the hole left by uh, Gronkowski. And then 20 was Seattle. I had them going uh, Darnell Washington here last time, uh, but I think uh, maybe a, a better pick for them at this point, uh, even still getting Tyree Wilson at five, uh, continue to strengthen that defensive line help and get uh, yeah. Brian Breesey defensive tackle from Clemson. 
So who did you say? I'm, I was just looking over my notes. Who did you say that you said going to to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh had Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. Mm. See, I I might have just went the wrong way on this. I don't know. You can tell me if I'm completely well. Wrong. I there's not honestly, dude. A lot of people uh, picking Pittsburgh to take yeah. offensive line help here. I've I've seen some Joey Porter picks right here too. And I just don't think he'll be available by yeah. that pick. I mean, I have him going one so, spot right here, but he could very easily go yeah. 10 to Philadelphia. Like you were saying too. So uh, I originally had Ringo going here, um, but I don't think he, now that I double think, I don't think he's going to go this early. I just, I, I, he just didn't look. Yeah. Talking about now. Uh, Keely Ringo, Keely Ringo uh, to, to Pittsburgh. Um, okay, but so, what, who do you have going to Washington? The pick oh, before yeah, that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Washington, I have Gonzalez going there. Okay. So I have Gonzalez going there. Again, I mean, he's still on my board at 16. You're stupid yeah. if you don't pick him. Um, I think that's great help for the Washington. I think that's huge help. Um, at 17, um, I, I really, I really, again, like I was saying, I didn't know, I didn't know what, what they would do. Uh, again, I thought Ringo in the first time around. Um, but with all these corners kind of off the board, I'm going to go Nolan Smith. Again, I had him going really late. I don't even know when I have him going. I had him going 20. Uh, I've seen some defensive line picks for the Steelers too. I think if you go Nolan Smith, you line him up outside of on the opposite side from Watt. Imagine those two dudes coming at you. That's a scary combination. So I have Nolan Smith going there. Uh, And then I have, I'm actually going to agree with you on the, on the lions here. Um, I know we both had um, Gonzalez the first time around, and I'm actually going to go with Witherspoon. I had him going at 24 last time. Um, I just think that he, he is a guy that is very interesting because some people have him rated as like the best corner and up there at, at you in the top 10. Yeah, some guys this is a, this one. is a great class of corners. Like yes. every draft has like that position where it's like deep and yeah. sometimes it's been receivers. Sometimes it's been quarterback. Sometimes it's been yeah. O-line this year. I feel like it's corner just with, the guys like Weatherspoon, uh, Gonzalez, Porter, um, Deontay Banks from Maryland, Keely Ringo from Georgia. Like there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of corners, I think, coming off the first round here. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an interesting class too, because they're, they're all different. I don't think any of them are really similar. They're all kind of different builds, different the way they, they move. Uh, at 19, I believe it's the Buccaneers, I believe. Yes. Yep. 19. I have them still going with Meyer. I think uh, you get you get a tight end down there with the receivers they have. Again, I, I'm interested to see if Baker Mayfield's the guy. <laughs> it's just funny for me to say that. Um, but uh, again, it, it's a, a weapon. Again, I, it's Buccaneers are the weird one, right? Because you don't know what they could go offensive line help. They really they could, could go, go any anywhere. Here. Yeah, anywhere. So I, I really don't know. Best kind of guy available. And I think Meyer is the best kind of guy available in this one. Uh, and then I believe is it Seattle's next, right? Seattle at twenty. Yep. Yeah. And so last time I had um, I had Nolan Smith, um, and again I was trying to figure out like wh- where do they go here? I mean, they could go really anywhere. Um, uh, but I <sighs> see I'm stuck here. Maybe you can help me out with this. So okay. these are the two guys I had. I, I had these two guys written down. Um, I had I had Jalen Hyatt written here as a possible kind of surprise pick. Uh, a wide receiver help there for Seattle and another guy to that, that, that kind of roster. And then I had um, the, the guy from Northwestern that's kind of blown everyone away. I'm going to try to say his name at, at Adi Tomiwa Adi Barura or Rory. I can't pronounce his name. Nailed it. 
Yep, it's whatever. But he's from what Northwestern. Uh, defensive tackle, kind of that mm-hmm. D line kind of guy. But I, I I'm more leaning towards uh, going. Hyatt here. I just think having adding another guy to Geno Smith's repertoire or kind of that because again, I think they could trade out of this pick. Like I really think they could trade out of this pick. Um, but again, I don't I don't know where I go here. But I'm gonna go they Hyatt. Could. What do you uh, think? Receivers, I mean, they got Lockett still, right? They got DK. Yep. I believe they got uh they drafted D Eskridge uh, a couple years ago in the second round. So I don't know uh what I guess their view on him right now, but uh I mean if you want to look at it that way, uh, I would even think like tight end, maybe honestly, if you wanted to add another yeah. weapon, but not like add another uh, receiver that may not see the field yeah. as much, like take advantage of it. I mean, you could go with Kincaid here. I think he's still on the board yeah, for you. That's true. Yeah, yeah he is. I'm or like sure. I was thinking last time, that's why I had Darnell Washington last time. Oh, I think actually, you know, you know what also came to my mind? Um, uh, what's the guy's name from Pittsburgh? Um, Cansey. Is it Cansey? Uh, I'm not sure. It's the guy that's supposed to be Aaron Donald 2.0. That's another guy that came to my mind. But maybe I, that's I, why they're calling him Aaron Donald 2.0. I'm he's from Pitt. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, I'm actually going to go Kincaid here. I'm going to go two tight ends back to back. Am I weird for doing that? Probably. I don't care. Um, so I'm going to go Kincaid here. Actually, I like that. See, this is why we work together, Josh. See, yeah. we help. I each think. Other. I think that's. Yeah, I, I like that pick there. So. I have Meyer going 19 and Kincaid going 20. I don't know if that's ever happened in the NFL draft, two tight ends back to back, but um, we'll go with it. Uh, So Josh, from your 21 to 25, are there any changes? All right. Um, I don't, well, we got one change. So this is where like a lot of receivers are going off the board for me. So Jalen Hyatt, I still have him uh, at 21 here to the chargers. I think at the end of the day, uh, the straight line speed and uh, the deep threat is something that the Chargers could use uh, with Keenan Allen being uh, inconsistent and Mike Williams kind of being like a nice, uh, like X kind of receiver over there for them. Uh, Hyatt could fill into that role as like that deep threat. Uh, and then after that, the Ravens uh, going with Jordan Addison right here. Uh, you got to get a weapon uh, regardless of who's playing quarterback, whether it's pro bowler, Lamar Jackson, pro bowler, Tyler Huntley, or someone else got to get him someone to throw the ball to Addison's the dude. Uh, Vikings here at 23. I got Keely Ringo. I believe that's uh, the same pick as last time. Uh, just need some help on that defense. If you're Minnesota, regardless of what the position is, because offense wasn't uh, the reason they were losing games last year. Jags right here at 24. I think this is the first on or changed pick in this like group of five right here. So I've been seeing a lot of hype around Deontay banks. I know he had a really good combine. He, uh, he runs he really well uh, from Maryland. So he went up against some of the top receivers in the country. Um, so, you know, he's been tested, uh, got him going to the Jags right here at 24 and then 25 of uh, the giants, uh, sticking with, uh, my pick for Zay flowers right here, a wide receiver who was able to improve his stock, uh, over, I guess, like the whole draft process. Uh, I know that the giants, uh, don't have a ton of big name room or a ton of big names in that room. And after they paid Daniel Jones, uh, they really need a guy that uh, he can connect with and maybe be that dude in a year or two. So flowers for me at 25. Yeah, Fla- Flowers is an interesting one, right? Like Flowers is one of those guys that like Yeah. I, I didn't like- hear him a lot during the regular season, but then once the draft started approaching, it's like interesting. Yeah, like don't you feel like Flowers could be kind of like that guy that <laughs> surprises everyone and goes like higher than some of these other guys just He's that guy this year. He could be. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, but for me, uh, just a reminder, guys, for pick 21, the original pick 21, remember that was vacated oh, by the yes. Dolphins. Vacated by the Dolphins. Just, yep. just so everyone remembers. Um, I put that on our on our little uh, graphic so everyone knew that. Um, originally, I had Miles Murphy uh, going here to the Chargers. Um, 
he was, uh, I think he's a, he, where's he from? Yeah. Clemson, right? Yeah. Clemson. I think that's where he's from. Who? Uh, Miles Murphy. He's from Clemson, right? Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Um, anyways, so I had him there, but actually I'm going to go defensive line, but I'm going to go interior guy. I'm going to go with uh, Kalijah Conci or Conci. I don't know if how you pronounce that. He's the defense tackle from Pittsburgh. He had very almost creepily same numbers as Aaron Donald. And whenever you have close to the same numbers of Aaron Donald, I'm going to choose you because um, you're good. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Kalaja Kansi to the Chargers. Um, I'm going to keep Hyatt to the Ravens. Like if I, I agree with you, if you're going to try, if even if Lamar's not there, you need weapons because you have no weapons on the outside at whatsoever. Um, and I think Jalen Hyatt fits here. Um, originally I had uh, Will, uh, Will, Witherspoon going here to the to the Ravens. Uh, it's Ravens, no, sorry, the Vikings. Um, I actually have Ringo going here. So I have Keely Ringo. Um, again, another good corner. Again, I had him going earlier last time. Again, I just don't I kind of rethought about it, I guess, uh, and it went went a different way. And then the Jaguars at 25, I'm sticking with Dewan Jones. Like I, I just I think Dewan Jones down there in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, like you get a big old six foot eight you know, 365, 370 pound dude. Um, by the way, he, I, there was a guy that, uh, or I saw this photo of someone that I mutual friend with like stood next to him, like at Walmart or something like that. And and my, and that guy's like six, two, and he just looked like a, a tiny human. Just, it's just, it's, did you hear the word? Did you hear the word on the street about Dewan Jones weight? No. So I guess he didn't weigh in again, uh, at pro day after the combine. And the thought is he's let himself go since the combine and weighs over 400 pounds right now, or at least he looks like it for a GM that attended. Yeah. But dude, what do you expect from a dude that size? Like the man is like, a, he's a, like, he's trying his best here. Okay. People, you know what? If you were six foot eight, 380, 90 pounds and almost going to the first round of the NFL draft, I think you'd be fine too. Okay. No one's judging. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Dewan Jones, either, he's going to go in this first round. I just don't know where. Like he could go up in the teens. He he could go all the way down to like 32. Like I don't know where Dewan Jones is going to go, but I just personally think he's going to go here to the uh, the Jaguars. All right, man. And, and then any, did, changes, you say your, what? did you say your Giants pick? Oh, well, see, I counted that as my 26 through 30 because I kept it. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. My Giants pick, I'm going to keep the same. Um, I, as much as I'm with you on um, uh, Zay Flowers, uh, I'm I'm going to stay with uh, Josh Downs here. Um, again, I I just I, I think Josh Downs just fits. Um, again, he's not like he's not imp- I guess not impressing me. Um, but Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, by the way, is in my top in my first round. He's just not right here. So I'm going to go Josh Downs. I'm going to stick with it. Ben, stop changing things. All right, stick with it. <laughs> Well, I'll just go ahead and roll off uh, pick 26 to 31 here since it's right. only six for the rest of the first round. So these first few are unchanged. Uh, I got Drew Sanders, the linebacker, I believe, from Arkansas going to Dallas right here. Uh, I feel like Dallas could go a lot of different ways, um, but they definitely need a help at linebacker right now. I think they got some pretty solid pieces over there, but uh, they could use a dog at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills, I still have going with Bijan Robinson right here. I feel like he's definitely got the talent to go sooner, but we also see uh, running backs uh, not, I guess, be as valued as much as they used to. Plus, it's like the Bills don't have an every down running back, but they also kind of like going yep. by committee. 
So I could see it either way, but I, I got to throw Bijan Robinson somewhere. And since the Bills don't have like a true number one running back, I think uh, maybe they could go with him right here. Yep. Uh, Bengals, I still got going with Dewan Jones. Uh, you need a tackle. They just went out and got Orlando Brown. So put uh, Dewan Jones opposite him. Maybe the offensive line is a little bit better next year. Uh, the Saints got them sticking with uh, defense tackle Mozzie Smith from Michigan right here, filling in that hole in the interior D-line. Uh, Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. I got going to the Eagles here at 30 now. I can't remember who I had beforehand, um, but you, filling you, that. Which one? At Eagles, you had you had Nolan Smith to the Eagles. Okay, yeah, since I had him going much sooner this time around, yeah, this time I got Brian Branch. Um, so they're filling in uh, holes in the secondary uh, with Christian Gonzalez and Brian Branch double-teaming. Uh, we'll see if I feel the same way in next mock, but uh, at least Branch is filling in the hole by Gardner Johnson. And then concluding the first round, uh, pick 31, I uh, got the Chiefs going Luke Van Ness. Uh, I don't, I've seen him go as high different. as like, I've <laughs> seen him go as high best. as pick 10. I've seen him go in the late twenties. I really don't know how the league sees him, but it's kind of like the same with uh, George Carl Aftis uh, the year before. Uh, yeah. I seen him predicted as high as eight uh, out of Purdue, but maybe, uh, maybe the, I guess, hype around some of these big 10 edges, uh, I do guess is more from the fans and the GMs. Maybe Luke Van Ness could be the same. We'll see, but yeah. uh, they definitely need to fill in a hole by Frank Clark right there. So Luke Van Ness here concluded in the first round for me. Isn't, isn't it funny how I have him going at five and you have him at 32. I, I mean, mine's probably, it's so wrong. I mean, if I'm right, on I don't that. know. Like I, I tried dude, to figure out where Luke Van Ness could go. And I mean, if I decided to stick with Jalen Carter, if I decided to stick with Jalen Carter at five, then I could have had Van Ness going 20 to Seattle or to Seattle there. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see well, if uh, what happens. I mean, he's basically like Trey Barnes. The enigma is what we call Trey the Barnes. Enigma. We, we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure him out. So, <laughs> um, no, my, my 20, so I guess technically the real picks 27 through 32, not much has changed. Um, so I'm the same at 27, uh, pick 27, the original pick, I guess it, for you is 26, but whatever 27, the original pick, uh, Osiris, uh, Torrance, uh, the guard. Go. Um, again, I think that Dallas is need going to need any help. I think they need help on both sides of the ball, to be honest with you, um, especially on the line. So I'm gonna go there. Uh, I'm going to keep Darnell right to the, to the Buffalo bills. I think um, you have to keep Jared. Uh, you have to keep, you have to Jared Allen. Wow. You have to keep Allen. Um, you have to keep him healthy, right? Like I know he's a big guy, but you can't be taking hits. And, and we've seen it with so many quarterbacks in the past. What made Peyton Manning and what made Tom Brady so good? They took not many hits, right? They, 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 they had a good offense line. They knew how to use their bodies. Well, uh, at 29, I still have Darnell Washington going to the Bengals. I think it's an awesome story. Imagine him with Joe Burrow. Oh my word. Just imagine those receivers with Joe Burrow. And then you had Darnell Washington in the mix too. That's just, that's a scary, scary, scary. Very on brand for the Bengals to not address the offensive line and just get another weapon too. Well, that's part of it. It's a dig at Jared. Um, no, but then, uh, this is where 30 through 32, I really screwed up last time. We don't talk about that. We're going to move past that. Okay. We, we're not going to mention those terrible picks that I had last time. Okay. 30, 30 I remember them anyway. Yeah, exactly. 30 this time I have miles Murphy going to the saints. I think it's a great fit. I had him going earlier last time. Um, I had him at 22, I believe last time Yeah, to the chargers. I think miles Murphy fits the kind of this saints need to re I think re reinvent their defensive line a little bit. I think this is a great way to do that. Um, at 31 to the Eagles, I have Bijan Robinson. Um, I think this is a great, a great fit. 
If you put Bijan Robinson in that backfield, that is a great fit with Jalen Hurts. You have a good back. It kind of reminds me of the Najee Harris pick by the Steelers where they got a guy that is ready to be there right away. And you saw what he did in his first year and then what he's doing now. And I think Bijan Robinson is the same guy. Um, you, you obviously lost your running back, but I think Bijan Robinson can give you, if not the same, a little bit more. Um, so there, and then I have your man, Zay flowers going to the chiefs. Again, they have so many things I think they could add on to defensive end is one of them, but I think adding another weapon to uh, they've lost a couple weapons Add another weapon. Um, I believe you did that early though, right? No, you didn't do that. No, they what didn't. Now? You didn't have them trading up or anything, right? You had the, I, okay. I did not predict any trades okay. this time around. I only picked it a couple. So, um, but Zay flowers, I have going 32 to the chiefs, any surprises of mine. And then I'll say if there's any surprises of yours. Um, I guess just, you already mentioned where uh, we both had Luke Van Ness. So yeah, that was yeah, kind of yeah, funny. One, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I would be shocked if uh, the, the Chiefs did add another weapon there just because they already seem to like have all their guys, which none of them are yeah. really superstars other than Kelsey. Um, yeah. I love Bijan to Philly right there, uh, filling in the hole up by Miles Sanders. Uh, they also seem to like going running back by committee over there. But uh, yeah. maybe same situation kind of like the Bills have uh, for me, I guess. But I like um what was something else i thought was like interesting um who did you have the chargers grabbing again uh k uh college a Conti, the guy that's basically aaron donald 2.0 that's right yeah he's an interesting one because you don't know i think you've seen what he can do and what his numbers are it just will be interesting like i don't know if he'll go the first round but this is more of like my shoot for the stars pick and and it's just what i think might happen um, I guess, I guess finally to uh, Josh Downs, I haven't heard a lot of talk about him in the first round, but he played a, a similar role at North Carolina, like Jackson Smith and Jigba did at Ohio yeah. state, Uh really solid slot guy. Uh, you can rely on him to be open and run good routes. So we'll see if it's enough to get him in round one, I guess. I, I guess for me, I thought it was interesting. You have less linemen than I do, I think going, or at least maybe like I have more going later than you do. Um, Cause I think you yeah. have, yeah, you have a, like two going at the top and then you don't have, you have like maybe what one or two more, maybe I think you have one or two more. Yeah. Know. Like once you get past uh Jalen Carter and uh I guess Nolan Smith or I guess scores. Well, let's see. Broderick Jones at 13 Darnell, right. They're kind of like all scattered out. Yeah. I guess for me, I, I'm more of the I biggest gap. Man, the yeah. biggest gap is uh Darnell, right. At 17. And then I don't have like another offensive or defensive lineman until Dwan Jones at 28. Yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting class with that this year. Um, I also thought, I, I mean, I really liked what you did, what you said with, um, um, where you said Bajan to uh, the, the Bills. Buffalo Bills, which I think was a, I didn't think of that because I, I was trying to think of protecting Allen because it's literally your moneymaker. That could be another but, thing too, because I know he took a lot of hits last yeah. year and that was something that really came out in the playoffs. Yeah. So Bijan Robinson, though, would make a lot of sense there. Um, I'm, I just think it's always funny how we view the quarterbacks a little bit different after Young, Stroud and Young. Like you're you're thinking Richardson won't get picked right away. And I'm like, no, they're trading up for him. Like, and that's, that's just fascinating between us. Um, yeah, that's another reason. I know some mocks still are saying Richardson first, but I don't think Carolina goes out and no. makes signings for guys like Miles Sanders and Adam no Thielen way. and Hayden no. Hurst. Like it looks like they're trying to like prepare for a quarterback to play right yeah. now. And I don't think they're going to take a project first overall and trade up to that pick to get a guy like AR. I don't yeah. think they're doing that. 
That's very true. And so with that, let us know in the comments below what you think. Uh, do you think that we made some great picks or do you think that they need to be reshuffled? Probably reshuffled. Let's be honest. Last time we did this, literally the next day as we recorded, I text Josh and go, did you see the trade? Because literally it just messed up our whole mock draft. So, hey, you know what? We never know what happens. It's the NFL. It's not for long. So is our mock drafts. Not for long. So that's going to be interesting. But you know what is for long is baseball season. And that's baseball what we're about to move into. 162 games. So we're going to finish the show up today by talking about the baseball season and uh, touch a little bit on the final four and our thoughts. But let's quickly give our thoughts on on the opening day and everything going on with that. Um, I do want to first come out because it's that time of year again. Uh, the Reds suck. Uh, I've said it. Uh, and uh, we now can remember that that will be now said numerous times throughout the summer. Um they literally put a lineup out there. I knew about four guys. I knew four guys on the lineup. So anyways, that is my Reds rant for the day. Um, someone was hyping up that fact that Hunter Green threw 105. I'm like, yeah, well, if you don't win, it doesn't really matter. So uh, anyways, Josh, continue with what you want to do before I lose my mind. Sure. Yeah, I watched, I guess, uh, my first game, MLB game with uh, the pitch clock, too. I, How'd you I feel? Up. Yeah, I'm, I hate gonna, it. I don't really like it either. I hate it. Uh, I know why they're doing it. I think I've explained that, but I'm not, I'm not a fan of the move. Uh, James Karinchek definitely isn't a fan of it either with how he does uh, his wind up out of the bullpen. He actually had uh, one of the, I guess, uh, delay balls uh, called yeah. added to one of his uh, pitch counts, but he likes to, I guess, like do that, like jab step thing yeah, where yeah. like some pitchers are like, am I going to, am I going to start my wind up now? Am I going to start my wind up now? And I mean, he does that so much. And then eventually it's like, dude, there's three seconds on the clock, get the ball to the plate. Yeah. But I, it looked like, I mean, even going through a full spring, uh, he's going to have some adjustment, but the game, I think only lasted about two and a half hours. It started at 10 o'clock and wrapped Hate up it. around 1230. There wasn't a lot of offense in this one. Uh, surprise, surprise Seattle, or I mean, Cleveland at Seattle. Uh, pitchers were Bieber and Luis Gonzalez though. So, I mean, yeah. it was, uh, I mean, a, a really solid, uh, I guess battle right there, but yeah, uh, you could, I guess you could see, uh, I guess the changes that the pitch clock is making. Uh, and like yeah. I said, I'm not really a fan of it at the moment. We'll see if that changes as the season goes on, uh, if the guys adjust, but it's definitely going to change the way that the game is played. Uh, I think even just on opening day from last year, this year, we've already seen, so many more stolen bases, uh, so many more runs scored, but that's, that's kind of like, I guess my thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, I guess some of the other big headlines were, uh, uh, Adley Rauschman from the Unreal, Orioles dude. being one Unreal. of the first catchers in an opening day home Unreal. run. Yeah. Nice shot there. Aaron judge starting the season, right where he left off last season Otani. with uh, another tank Otani with, uh, I think the 10 strikeouts right on the mound. The six no look innings. catch in the right field by Renfro. That was unreal. Right. Uh, Justin Verlander already injured. Jacob Degrom uh, getting tagged Shelled. in Texas in his debut. Yeah, not so good. Um, uh, also, I mean, we didn't really give like any kind of predictions to start the baseball season. Oh, but we didn't. I'm yeah, that's of, true. Yeah, so I we'll know do that. We'll do seasons, that. Since the season's already started, it's not really uh, like fair like preseason predictions. But I want the record to be shown that on Twitter, I said I got the Phillies winning it all this year. So that's the only thing I guess I can really give anybody on record. I will say the Reds will finish with the worst record in baseball. They will well, lose. I'll, I'll hop games. on board with that too. You won't even get me to be like, I bet it'll be somebody else. Cause I know the uh, Reds are be. shooting for that. They want it, bro. Um, uh, yeah. So my thoughts, okay, here's my thoughts. The pitch clock is stupid. All right. This is why. And, and I, 
it's I get what they're doing. Like, like you said, right. This is not basketball. This is not football. Like this is, this game was made to be a longer game. This game was made to allow like pitchers have learned their whole life, how to pitch the way they do. And now you're telling them, Hey, you have to change up everything you've done because we want to make more money and we want more people to be here. Like, to be honest, I think baseball, they need to do other things to get people to the game. Not like stop selling tickets for freaking 150 bucks for just people to go watch a game. Right. Stop or having it, the MLB TV app. Yeah, and exactly. Not being able to watch your team ever. <laughs> exactly. Like there, I, I get what they're doing with the pitch clock, but like, you know, even Scherzer's found ways to like get around it. Like he like, he like, he basically, I think he was, he made the guy he waited until they stepped yeah. into the box and then threw and it immediately. Well, no, no, yeah. But what he did was if you just saw before the pitch before he made the guy do his only timeout. And so then as soon as he got in the box and then he pitched, so it. he knew he had him. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and I think the away. base, I think the base runners are doing that too. Once they get the one pick off that the pitchers are allowed, they know they can get a bigger lead. Oh, off. I forgot about that. They only have a lot one pick. I forgot about that. They're only allowed one pick off. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. The, this is the thing. Like, yeah, you're going to see more stolen bases. Awesome. Right. But dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's just, it's hard to see like, you know, and I, I was seeing fans like tweet it and stuff and like put it on Instagram and stuff. Like so many fans are upset because like they, they want to see a baseball game. And by the time they, they're an hour in, it's already halfway over. And like for a lot of baseball fans, like your experience for a baseball game is being at the park for three, four hours, eating like chili dogs and like doing these things that everyone loves and now you're taking that away or you're making it shorter, which is really hard, I think, on a lot of people wanting to watch baseball. It's the it's the conversation we had around college football, right? Like nobody was like, give me less college football game. No, time. exactly. Like all people want, Josh, is that for people to be able to watch their team. That's only anything everyone everyone wanted. That's the only thing. Yeah, I think I think the way that you make uh, it, it or fans, I guess, excited to watch baseball is let them watch baseball. Right. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, baseball will always be America's pastime, no matter how big the other sports get. It's always going to be that that sport. And, you know, you even saw with the World Baseball Classic. We've talked about it before. We talked about it. A the few world weeks ago. loves baseball. The world loves baseball and the world shows up. Right. And I will say I want to talk about a couple of performances. We talked about Rutschman. Also, I don't know if you saw the uh, Otani thing today, but he has memorized his pitch thing in his sleeve. So he never looks. He just knows where the buttons are to what pitch is going to come. I just think it's, it's fascinating of just his brain. Um, yeah. I think a few other things that were st stood out to me was Garrett Cole looked dominant. He looked like Garrett right. Cole of old. Um, in. Uh, your former guy for the Guardians, uh, Kluber, looked like a shell of himself. I mean, he just looked like someone that had woke up and then realized that he's not the same anymore. Dude, the 2016 um, World Series was seven years ago. That is true. And seven years of heartbreak. And as a Reds fan, it's been like 35. Um, no, but I, honestly, I look at the local Major League Baseball. It's exciting to see a lot of young guys. It's sad to see like Miggy's last year. It's sad to see, you know, Wainwright's probably his last year. Um, you know, some of these, these legends are going to be the end of their careers. Um, but it's exciting to see, you know, some of these young guys come up. Uh, we saw uh, Volpe from the the Yankees. Um, I will be honest with you. I hate the patch, the opening, the I'm making my debut patch. I think it's just weird. It's just like, okay, we know he's making his debut. Like everyone knows that we don't need like extra, you know, I don't know. That's just me. I just think it's weird. Yeah. I was indifferent. I just thought, uh, oh, interesting. Like no one in the, like other sports has like a, like an R on their Jersey. Right. For yeah, exactly. Like that. It's just weird. It's just a little weird, but yeah, so does the patch go away now? 
Was it just a one? Yeah, I think it's like it's only on the day, which what basically is way of them keeping that jersey in Cooperstown and like, hey, if this guy has a good career, Uh, like here's the jersey type thing. And they'll probably do that even later in the season, too, if a guy makes his debut. Or they'll make like tops will make a card where they get like part of their like opening day patch on the card, which would be actually really cool, to be honest with you. That would be worth it. (laughs) Imagine Um, if you had like a Ken Griffey Jr. caliber debut guy. Oh, I know. That'd be with that patch. Yeah, that'd go for so much money. And I think baseball, to be honest with you, I think one of my, I guess I will, I will give my world series prediction since you did yours. I'll give mine. I know it's a few, it'll be a few games in, but it's literally early. It's who cares early Um, enough. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to actually say the Padres. I'm going to come out and say the Padres Mm. are going to come through and they're going to do it. And they're going to spend a lot of money. Who knows what the Padres are doing if they didn't have that near the end of the season collapse after they traded for Josh Bell and Juan Soto. They speaking were one of, of the best teams when they Josh made that Bell, trade. Josh Bell's with your Guardians now, right? Yeah, uh, nothing uh, really exciting to report. Uh, he wasn't playing first base either. They had Naylor there, and they were making a lot of chatter. Uh, the commentators were about how there were five defending gold glove winners on the Cleveland defense that night, and Naylor honestly looked like he had the best glove of them all. So maybe now that he has like a healthy foot, uh, keeping him at first base is the move. I thought they might throw Bell at first, but he was uh, – they had Naylor over there at first, and he was playing a heck of a game defensively. You know, and that's no one was playing that. a heck of a game offensively, though. We got shut out. And that's I will say this. typical for not only playing at Seattle, but also for yeah, Cleveland in April and May. Yeah. So this is my thing, Josh. I, I'm okay. Okay. If we want to do the pitch clock, fine. But I swear, Josh, if they decide to break the 162 game season to like 80 or 90, I'm gonna I'm literally gonna lose my mind. I will literally lose my mind. Like you at that point, it's not baseball anymore. Like frick, it's at that point, it's like it, it's just hey, we're showing up for AEU baseball. Like I, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Baseball's from April to <sighs> September, October ish. That's baseball. Don't be shrinking it to like from May to like August, end of August. But there or would they have that season just as long from April to October, but just have more rest days? But, but who who cares? They've done. Would this they for, get rid of? Yeah, like would they get rid of the years. series? Would they get rid of the three and four game series format and just play like two games a week, like the NBA does? But who cares? You've done this for a hundred years. The it's guys worked. have the guys have more doctors. They have more things they ever had before. Dude, if you ever look at the history, so look at the historical top ten seasonal like seasonal records for innings pitched. It's like it's like six hundred. It's 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 something ridiculous. It's like they've the had guys like back in the fifty day. complete games. It's like Nolan Ryan this? would throw one hundred ninety pitches in the game, and then three days later throw one hundred ninety more. And they played for twenty years, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like we need to stop this right now. It's crazy but man, yeah, it's nuts. But Josh, to finish up the show, we're switching from baseball. We're hitting a home run. We're walking across. We're going to a court. It's called the Final Four. Now, I know when this is coming out, the games will be playing at that time. So let's just give our thoughts on the Final Four. And the main thought I want to talk about, Josh, is this Final Four worth the watch? Is this worth watching this year for the Final Four? And give your thoughts on who you think is going to win it all. And we could be completely wrong by Saturday. Who knows? Give us your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's been the topic of discussion, right? People are talking about if... Uh, a uh, conference like a conference tournament champion should be in if they should favor maybe some of these bigger teams that go 17 and 13 just because like nobody's going to watch San Diego State and FAU but 
I would think the diehard college basketball fans are going to love that matchup. This is what they wanted. The only people absolutely, I think, absolutely. well, the most pissed people are the the TV guys because they're like, man, now we got a nationally televised San Diego state and FAU in a final four. Like this isn't going to draw any kind of crowd whatsoever. Well, in the regular great. Season. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, this is what everybody like says they want. And then when it happens, it's like, wham, wham, wham. But Honestly, me, dude, I may not be watching that game just because I'm not a big enough college basketball fan. I don't really care too much about the programs, but I think both of their runs are interesting. The way that San Diego State's uh, played so physical. We both both thought they were going to make it very far. (laughs) I had them winning one game, I think. I think you had them out in round one. Oh, I did have them out in round one. Yes, I did. You did. That was one of your upset picks. But San Diego State's just played such uh, with such physicality, getting teams like Bama fits. I think they only shot 11% from three in that game when they played. Um, FAU, uh, I thought that, uh, it would be Memphis I coming it. out of that side and upsetting, uh, Purdue, but I, Purdue didn't even get to make that t- game to get upset and neither did Memphis. I did so, say though, I did tell you that FAU would be the sneak pick. I said, you that's did. Be a I pick think you and Joe both, you, you and Joe both were like, watch out for FAU. And I'm like, Memphis is taking care of them and Purdue and Tennessee, but <laughs> Well, not Tennessee when we talked, but I changed it to be in Tennessee later. But besides the point, yeah, FAU's had a nice run. They've been playing really fast. They've been shooting lights out. And I think that's going to be clashing styles when it comes to San Diego State. Who's going to be able to control the pace of the game? Is FAU going to be able to win in multiple ways if San Diego State uh, locks them down? Is San Diego State going to be able to keep up with uh, the speed that FAU plays at? But moving over to the other side of the bracket, uh, we got... Uh, UConn, who's just been obliterating Unreal. every single opponent and, and in its by path. The way, hats off to Joe, because when we had him on, he did say, and I quote, he did say, the analytics love these guys. Yes, and, analytics and love happened. UConn. Yes. And it happened. So, Joe, uh, you're the man. Beating the brakes off of everybody that comes into their path. And then you got Miami, who I think has... Who you liked? Who you liked a lot? I did like Miami. I had him going to the lead eight, uh, but they ended up beating Texas coming back uh, in that game, I think they were down. Laren, uh, Larenaga, Larenaga, when he went to George Mason to the final four, came back from 13 in the lead eight. And he did it again, came back from 13 with Miami for the lead Crazy. eight. To win it, yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. So they, I mean, they had their scares uh, in the first round. They almost lost that 12 seed uh, whose name escapes me. Maybe it was Drake. Uh, but Texas was also, I think it might've been Drake, but. Texas was also, uh, I mean, Texas looked in command in that game until about halfway through the second half. So Miami, I mean, it hasn't been as smooth sailing. So I, I do think though, UConn has set the precedent that or precedent that you can't fall behind by more than double digits against them. Cause they're just going to extend, extend, extend. So I think in that game, uh, obviously what to watch out for is, uh, can Miami keep it close? Yeah. And if they do keep it close, can they put themselves in a position late in the game to uh, maybe make a run and steal one from UConn? Yeah, man. I, my thoughts on this is that I am so excited for FAU San Diego State, mainly to to mm-hmm. just shut up all these people from a college football talk to whatever that like they they think money's going to win everything and these NIL deals. Look at FAU. Do you think I, those guys have many NIL deals? No. Do you think San Diego State has many NIL deals? Probably not. Right. But what they have great coaches. And I don't mean big name coaches, coaches that care about their players, coaches that want to be there, coaches that want to sacrifice to be there. And I believe FAU, like I said, from the beginning, I didn't pick them to go far, but I believe that they could. And I, and I, they're here and they're doing this now. 
Um, again, I love the way San Diego State's playing. They're a tough team. They're playing great defensively. I think there's going to be a very big challenge for a very good offensive FAU team versus a very good defense in San Diego State. Uh, you look at the other side of bracket, I think UConn, and they are scary. When they're on all, they're going all cylinders, they are a scary team. Miami, I have my doubts. I just, they have not been consistent. The other three teams have been consistent. Miami's been kind of up and down. Um, so for me, I mean, I really think UConn's going to win that game. And I think, I believe FAU is going to win against San Diego State. And to be honest, screw it. My my pick for national champion is FAU. Yeah, I'm going to say it now because I, I want this so bad. I want this so bad that that we have to say for the next 365 days, your national champion from 2022-2023 was Florida Atlantic University. Like, I just Man. want that to be said, to just rub it into all these NIL people's faces, thinking that you have to have that to win games. You don't. And what's happening is, is that the recruiting is becoming is coming closer and closer because guys might not get what they want. So they transfer out and you're getting this so close teams wise, talent wise, man, FAU, man, I'm screwed. I'm going with it. FAU winning it all on Monday night. They're winning it all. Man. I don't think that FAU is going to be able to match the physicality that San Diego state brings. So I'm going with San Diego state out of there. Um, and I'm going with UConn out of the other side, just cause like you said, Miami, uh, they're just too inconsistent, man. I would I wouldn't say they got here by accident, but I think that uh, they got they're blessed. Gonna, they're definitely not going to be able to make the same mistakes that they did against yeah. UConn. And I'm going to roll with the analytics, as Joe said, and uh, roll with UConn to win it all. I'm telling you, tell you, I was wrong about FAU once. I decided not to pick them. I'm not doing it twice. I'm just saying. Well, I yeah. hope that FAU is the winner because it would be wild to say a nine seed. Oh, one, I will buy. I will, I'm buying an FAU shirt. You're like, buying the FAU shirt. If I want it. Right. I just wanted to have it like wearing it in in podcast episodes and stuff. But no, yeah. I, I I think it's very interesting, Josh. I think again to answer your question. I mean, to answer the question I asked, and I'm going to say it. Watch the Final Four. Like this is what we've wanted, people. No matter what fan you are of what college sport, like this is what we've always wanted. We want something that's unique. We want something that's different. We want something that's like the George Mason from years ago or the Butler or the, or the Loyola Chicago, like, right. We want these kind of teams. Right. And I think that is what's making it. It is worth to watch it. It's, it's basketball. It's sports. This is the best time of year. You have MLB starting. You have, you have NFL draft coming up. You have college basketball, the finals of the college basketball, you have college baseball, you have all these different sports happening. It is so worth it. Um, I'm excited. Josh, do you have any last words for the people of the baseline podcast or any question you want them to answer in the uh, comments below or in our DMS? Um, oriented basketball oriented baseball. Yeah. Give us a, give us a college basketball championship pick. I'd say. Ooh, I like, like, like Ben said, once, once this comes out of uh, the national championship will probably be laid out. Uh, you can make fun of uh, any of our <laughs> picks if the winner ended up losing on Saturday, but uh, go ahead and tell us who you think is going to win. And I think I'll top that as well. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, do you think the pitch clock is good for baseball and the future of baseball. We would love to hear your comments. Maybe we can get uh, maybe my dad to come on because I know how much he probably hates the thing and just have my father on just to have a great, great time would just be great as well. So again, also before we finish up be in the comments or please DM us, if you have ideas for guests or people you think would be good to come on, let us know. That's Josh's forte. That's not my forte. I'm terrible at it. Josh just has the right words. 
he puts a couple hundred dollar bills in in the uh, in the old wallet. It, I'm just kidding. Steph, we don't bribe people. <laughs> what? Um, no, but we we do really appreciate uh, everyone that's that's uh, been listening. How uh, you guys have tuned in. Um, our numbers on YouTube. Every time we, I watch a see an episode, the views go up or the the comments go up. So it's really awesome to see. Again, keep that up. So if you have watched it on YouTube or you're watching this on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Let us know that you love what you're doing. Uh, love what we're doing. Sorry, and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the content. Uh, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or uh, I or uh, Spotify, make sure you guys favorite it. Let us know, and then as well, share this on Facebook, Instagram. Just make sure it's shared. It lets more people see it. What we're doing, and hopefully uh, we can get Josh to grow out the beard. I don't know. Maybe still going. Too still going. Still Once going. April rolls around, I think that's three months strong. This is literally like I shaved it and now it's growing back in like a couple of weeks. So, you know, that's just the way it is. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Check out some baseball. Go outside. Enjoy the nice weather. Uh, until next time, we'll see ya.